0: Welcome back to Latchkey Lancers. We return today to finish the combat that has left two player mechs destroyed. Sugar is exposed and on the field of combat, still trying to shake off the effects of being warped through the firmament without the protection of her mech. Glasgow's mech was run through with the charged Phantom Blade. It lies still on the ground, fire engulfing the mech. Let's go around the virtual table and introduce our players for tonight. Let's start with Steph.
1: Hello, I'm Steph. I'm playing Dolora. Currently getting blown up to bits, but man, I really hope this isn't it.
0: Hmm, Blue Pigs.
1: Hey
2: guys, it's Blue Pigs. I play Draxus, otherwise known as Script. And it's a scene of David and Goliath, the dogs of war, half triumph.
0: And last but not least way.
3: Glasgow over here wondering if he made a bullheaded decision. And if this was really worth the purse, then again, I've been through worse.
0: Alright. Script, standing across from you, is the Phantom Mech. One of its xenotypal limbs have been severed and is hanging by a thread. Its heaving and lets out what sounds like one of its last primal wails as it goads you to attack what do you do?
2: DM, I like how you put that as uh, its last wail and I shall make it so I would like to overcharge giving me you're overcharging first? I have to, yes I'm going to overcharge. It's going to give me some heat. Oh, in the most amount of heat possible. I rolled a d6 on a second overcharge. It's a 1d3. So cut that in half. Um, I It is three, and I already had one heat to begin with. I begin to twitch, and circuits start to pop as I have entered well past the danger zone, and
0: my mech begins to suffer stress. Alright, there's an overheating table, right? Absolutely.
2: Find out what happens here. As circuits start to blow, things start to pop, and uh, I'd like to say that the blue devil begins to glow a hot, furious red from having its two friends stand beside him, but dangerously so, as this, I'm assuming, towering phantom mech is still ready to thrash about i rolled a five it's an emergency shunt um that's good that's the best it could be uh all things considered still impaired (laughs) still impaired um and scrolling down here as far as status and conditions go
0: Impaired paired. characters receive plus one difficulty on all attacks, saves, and skill checks. So basically, if he does an attack save or skill check, he has to add a 1d6 to that roll and subtract it from his d20 result.
2: Damn. So now that I've uh, overcharged, uh, giving me an extra action here, I am going to lock on to this guy. Okay. So that way, the I guess you still have to roll the difficulties and accuracies, right? Because they could be different numbers. Or are we saying it's just neutrals?
0: Uh, well, so, like, if you have a plus-one difficulty and a plus-one accuracy to a given role for a situation, like whatever you're trying to do, like, uh, you know, for example, for attack, uh, you just cancel those out and go with the D20 result.
2: Okay. Then, then that's what's going to happen, because I'm locking onto this guy, and I know that my only weapon is awful in this case. It's a, it's a mortar. And I'm going to do an improvised attack.
0: An improvised attack with a mortar?
2: No. I I know that my mortar will not succeed. And the only way that I can prevail in this fight is to go hands-on.
0: Yeah, because with it being a ranged attack right there, you would actually receive an additional difficulty at close range. Right. So... Just a straight roll.
2: That's a 15 on the die, okay. Plus one on my attack bonus, 16. Do I add grit? Comes at. That that is my grit. Don't need to. No. Well, DM. Even with the 1d6, my lowest. I rolled a one. I rolled a one.
0: So, I think even using Slip Wave, which gives the phantom resistance to attacks made as a reaction, I think we still... Because that would functionally lower it to a half a point of damage, right? And we had determined prior that we would still round up on halves, right? Yes. What are you attacking with?
2: Um, I am going... Bangs out. I'm attacking with just literally the blue devil's claws at this point. His, his utter machinery. I am so viciously upset about my befallen comrades and their safety that I am lunging myself. I am overheating. I am causing stress. So making it happen.
0: So Delora what you see as you're climbing out of your mech the phantom mech is taking additional steps towards you towards you and now towering over your comparatively minuscule body with you just being a uh, a pilot this thing towers over you it's intimidating and the waves of firmament effect that are still racking through your your brain what you see because of that is this shifting form uh, that in the causal and the normal world you see still a terrifying mech in the paracausal and the firmament what you see is a twisted and flaming figure uh that's devilish and demonic in appearance, and it's just flickering back and forth. It's giving you pains in your head. And the blue devil steps in between. As the phantom mech drops its weapon and is just reaching out to grab you in its hands, the blue devil pushes it back and pushes it back. You feel an immense heat run over you. Feels like some of the the hairs on your head and on your skin are just singeing with the overheating that it's taking. Um, the blue devil is obviously putting out an Im- an immense amount of energy. It fights it back, but soon you notice as the uh, the claws dig into this thing's uh, skin, uh, the metal, a little bit of both. The Wails of anger turn into weaker and weaker whimpers before it eventually just slumps over the blue devil, limp and defeated. Now, Glasgow. Yes. You find yourself inside the cockpit of your now-destroyed mech. Alarm systems are barely functioning. It's getting hot. Your emergency fire containment systems are obviously compromised. The lights inside your mech are barely flickering at this point. The small cluster of fires that surround you provide most of the lighting. All that's left for you to do now is escape your mech. You recall that the emergency hatch is directly above you. It's within reach. You will yourself to reach up and start your escape. But as you try to lift your arm, you realize a deep numbness on the entirety of your left side. Looking to your left, you notice your arm is mangled, shredded by the Phantom Mech's blade. What's left of it lays in the cockpit next to you.
3: Hmm. Alright, well, I'll use the other one, then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just like, well, that one's not helping. <laughs> yeah, so you reach up, you give it a one, two and on the third good tug the panel cracks open and obviously severely damaged in the attack Uh, that last attack from the phantom mech uh, the panel pops forward and uh, breaks off and clatters to the ground uh, and climbing out of the mech you see that the blue devil has the phantom mech slumped over it and it has been defeated and uh is there anything that you wanted to uh to say or do before you slip into unconsciousness
3: i'm just gonna look at him and say
0: good fucking job someone get my arm and i'm gonna fall over (laughs) fair enough anything um anything else left to to say or do before we exit this combat for good this scene i should say not combat Oh, go
1: ahead. I guess at this point, uh, Dolores gonna, uh, cause I imagine that she's, she probably crawled out of the, the mech and kind of just fell to the floor. Right. And was just kind of sitting there while this, uh, shape shifting, uh, because of the firmament fact. uh, mech was walking towards her. And- anyway. Uh, get up and, like wipe the tears from her eyes and uh, go over to Glasgow try to help him out
0: okay in what way
1: well uh oh man he's a big boy um,
0: <laughs> he's a hefty piece of iron
1: <laughs> uh, but he's is he? Did he didn't make it out? Did he make it out of the cockpit, or no? He's still inside.
0: He is safely outside of the mech, and b- because his mech was catching on fire, we will say that he uh, fell off to the side. Um. You know, not being burned alive on top of the mech that's catching more and more on fire. Okay.
1: So yes, he made um, it
0: out of the mech. To answer your question. Got you.
1: Uh, then yell over Scrapped. Hey, Scratch! Again, wiping the tears from her eyes. You think you can pick him up? Because, uh... I can't.
2: Uh... Your, your words... effectively reach my my ears, but uh, you see somebody who is slowing down, but I am still thrashing and pulling cables in and bent pieces of... of piping and coolant and everything that I can out of the chest of this uh, phantom, uh, effectively trying to get to its pilot. Um, and I'm just kind of, you know, uh, slowing down, kind of if you're just landing blow after blow after blow, um, it's going to weaken you, especially for a mech like mine. It's it's not a whole lot of oomph. Uh, and uh, DM, do I, do I find a pilot or not?
0: That's actually a very Good question. So as I mentioned before, um, you had seen originally what you thought was oil pumping out of this thing as it was taking more and more damage. Uh, but it's not like any oil you had seen before. It's kind of miscolored. It's not anything you're familiar with. Um, and another indication being the screams that it was letting out rather than any form of actual communication or words. It definitely indicated to you that something was off about this thing. So, as you were ripping into this thing, tearing it apart, what you thought was piping was rib. What you thought were, um, you know, major components like oil filters and stuff like that, organs, all intertwined in. Uh, yeah, Like a 10% mech, 90% biological being. But ripping deeper and deeper inside of this thing, you do see that there is what was, at least at some point, had to be what started out as a pilot. It has been conjoined and formed into this thing. Uh, it only half looks human.
2: Okay, uh... Alright, I'll take that in and I think after maybe the second or third time of Delora yelling at me for help, I kind of snap to and and turn around and kind of walk over there and I guess I'll, I'll pick up this man of iron and begin to head to the facility the KSS facility
0: KSS or KGI just because we've gotten those mixed up a few times.
2: We have, um, I guess whatever's closest, if there's just a simple KSS station, I know that they would have emergency equipment there unless we're walking by like a literal clinic. Um, then then that would obviously be uh, a stop on the way. If somebody has lost an appendage to rapidly, um, I guess to stop any hemorrhaging that the person may be suffering from before we use some special space technology to get that arm back on, or you get a cool one like from that Skywalker Luke guy I heard about in a TV show. Who series.
3: fucking knows? I'm 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 not conscious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we will. Uh, uh, everybody feels good about closing out this scene for now. Um, we're going to skip ahead. If what you're doing is going to get Glasgow treatment, then I, I think we're moving ahead. absolutely. Well, yes
1: does his arm look usable is it like still in one piece or uh
0: i don't think anybody went in there to look did they i go look it's absolutely shredded it's in pieces
1: i uh, don't even bother with it then
0: <laughs> yeah the the mech was getting pretty hot and all caught on fire um anyway so it was a little singed but Uh, All right, so we're going to go get Glasgow some treatment, but we're just going to flash forward a bit and uh, uh, just gloss over those details a little bit. Um, You guys are good to exit Foundry at this point, if you would like. Okay. Glasgow? Yep. You're not sure exactly how much time has passed since you were last conscious. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Between the drug-induced coma and your body naturally trying to recover, you feel as though you've been asleep for a while. As your mind begins to stir and your eyes open, there are two things you hear. The first is the rhythmic beating of your heart rate monitor. The second is the cracking of pistachios beside your bed. As you look over, you see that a familiar face... Covered in a silver and bushy beard is waiting for you. Deluge Solomon looks over and says, "You look like hammered shit, friend."
3: <clears throat> don't feel much better either. I try to sit up, but I don't really do so very successfully.
0: Yeah, I imagine you like instinct and instinctively uh, try to like use your left elbow to try and like lean over, and you end up just going way hard, way farther than. Uh, what you intended to. A pain shoots through your left side, although dulled from the painkillers. But then you remember, oh yeah, that was lost to the fight. Well, glad to see you're uh, coming around a bit. What the fuck happened? What was that thing? Mm, Haven't got the slightest clue what you're talking about. They were just, uh, I'm doing some follow-up therapy for my leg, and they mentioned a uh, a massive gentleman was in here recovering, so I uh, figured there's only one man that looks like a walking pile of iron on this planet, and figured it was you.
3: Well, I'm missing a few parts now. Can you give me the nurse? Uh,
0: Yeah, sure, it was lean over and press like the big button that's ironically on the left hand side of the bed. Like no one thought to, you know, switch the cabling over to the right hand side, Uh, but he just reaches over and, and presses that for you. And shortly a nurse will come up. Uh, Oh, glad, glad to see you're okay. What, what can I do for you?
3: Uh, What are we doing about my arm? Where is it?
0: Uh, We, we did not receive an an arm and uh, I'm sorry, but frankly, that's not, part of my I'd, I'm, I'm just i'm just a nurse uh i can get with the doctor and you know try and get you some more information here shortly
3: if you don't mind i'd greatly appreciate it
0: uh, of course that anything else i can get for you in the meantime
3: uh, no i'm fine
0: okay i'll be back shortly
3: wait yes did my friends end up here
0: Uh, They have come and gone. Um, I understand that KGI has uh, kept them busy with a few follow-up tasks and interviews. Uh, They have uh, been by a few times. But uh, actually, this gentleman here said that he knows you, and he's been spending a lot of time here. Um, Which friends in particular are you looking for? Uh,
3: It's a short, excitable one, and it's a somewhat off-putting one.
0: Oh. Okay, no names. All right. I'll just I'll try and figure out and she'll just like walk out of the room um, and try and confirm who that is. But, you know, looking at a nearby clock, you do notice that it's like 2 a.m. Um, So, you know, th- th- they do have emergency um, care in, in the wing that you're in. Uh, but things do move just a little bit slower at this time of the morning, I suppose. Okay.
3: Um, I'm gonna look at Mr. Solomon and just simply say, mind letting somebody
0: know I'm awake? Of course. So you have a, a contact that I can reach out for you? Uh,
3: did, uh... Mr. Uh, Han... He'd make it out of the bunker?
0: I do not know who Mr. Han is. Mm-hmm.
3: Sorry. Oh, er- oh the,
0: the administrator.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Things are kind of fusing together, I right? I'm on a lot of pills.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I believe he had a speech on TV the other day. Uh, he was he was alongside that um, Air um, uh, Air Lasagna or some whatever her name is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if you could just
3: send a message to the tower, they can send whoever. Just just. I need to talk to someone about my injuries.
0: No problem. He'll throw this jacket off of his uh, lap that he had on while he was sitting there waiting for you to wake up and and to talk to you. He kind of throws it over his shoulder. And um, as he's getting up, you see that he uses a pair of crutches. um, And he is missing uh, that leg that was mangled in the. Uh, the attack on the forward meteor; uh, it had been amputated, and he uh, just hobbles off to uh, go take care of that for you.
3: As he hobbles off, I, I um, Glasgow, mumbles under his breath. <laughs> the irony that a one-legged man can move better than me.
0: <clears throat> I just lay down and close my eyes. Fair enough, Delora.
1: Yes, sir. Is this DM talking?
0: Yeah, I'm talking to you.
1: Oh, hi. Hi.
0: Hi. Your physical health returned much quicker than Glasgow's, of course. You were released from the care of the trauma team within hours of being admitted. A nagging feeling has followed you, though. Perpetuated itself in the corners of your mind. It's there in all the little things, the little distractions, the fleeting hope of calm that never quite settles. One evening, actually quite early into the morning, a fit of nausea overtakes you. You go to the bathroom in your apartment to vomit. Washing your hands, you find yourself staring deeper and deeper into your own reflection entranced. Deeper you fall, and greater is the sense of envelopment by a sense of dread and doom that is not your own. The minuscule wisp of hope and sanity slips away as, before you, your reflection is replaced by a dark, smoldering, flickering form the apparent image of yourself is clutching and scraping at its face peeling away skin muscle just like an animal escaping from a cage it reaches forward slamming its fists against the surface of the mirror its agonizing screams of pain and anger pierce your ears the mirror shatters letting a blood-covered hand jut through and grip your neck you blink you're standing on the surface of a burning planet towers all around you burn And crumble. You blink. You're standing in your bathroom. Your hands are raw and bleeding from scrubbing. You blink. You stand in the center of a storm, a serenely peaceful bubble at the heart of destruction. Your mother stands across from you. She reaches out a hand, and you blink. You're in your bathroom, staring at your reflection at an unbroken mirror. You have two messages on your OmniPad. One, from Deluge Solomon. Glasgow's awake. The second, a calendar invitation. Dinner with Mrs. Zula Skye. Tonight at 10 p.m. So, there is, obviously, some sort of aftereffect taking place. And there's a mechanic, a game mechanic, that i have developed for you. Once per scene, you may roll a 1d6. On a 3 or higher, you may tap into the firmament. You become intangible until the end of your next turn or until the end of the scene, whichever comes first. You cannot interact with, uh, interact with or target any other object or character or be interacted with or targeted, such as taking or dealing damage in any way. You can also move through obstructions, but not end your turn in them. If you return to physical reality while inside of another object, you take 2d6 armor-piercing damage. I'll send that blurb over to you, but... Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Taking deep breaths. Uh, Wipe the tears away. Wash my face in the mirror. Um I guess get the details of the or wash my face in the sink rather. And then um get the details of that dinner for later on today. What time is it currently that this is happening?
0: About three AM.
1: Okay. Then uh I stay up a little longer, try to email my dad, and um go back to bed.
0: So, same thing as before. You do still have that previously saved draft that you had attempted to send the first time, and again, you're met with the same result: additional permissions required.
1: Really, gotta get that fixed, and just stay up thinking a little for a little bit, and uh, until sleep takes
0: me. So, that leaves Draxus. What would he have been doing over the two weeks since uh, Glasgow was unconscious and being treated? I think I would have
2: taken some time to re-secure my little warehouse and work on the Blue Devil a little bit. Um, taking quite a bit of my day out to do a lot of what the routine things is that Draxis finds himself. Uh, And on occasion, getting a bowl of noodles and thinking to myself, wow, this is really the first time that I've eaten today. And walking by the hospital and looking up at the windows and thinking, nah. Walking on. It happens a couple days. Most days I don't stop by the hospital. Probably stopped by once or twice just to walk by, but never talked to a nurse. I don't think he wants to see me anyways. Probably texted Delora asking if she wanted to grab a plate of noodles, but of course it was always at 4 a.m. when I've done a heavy research session into what it is that I've encountered so far. These messages, these encryptions, the riddles... They all have to be connected. And who the hell is James? I definitely tried to interact with the Blue Devil more. It didn't really feel right. It was enough for me to pilot, but definitely not my dimensions. And even more so, I think I would try to buy some time while accessing that back door I left in the... KGI tower server room, hopefully utilizing that to get a little bit more information on what the hell just happened and something about my benefactor.
0: Okay. So just to clarify, um, when you mentioned the dimensions of the Blue Devil uh, not quite fitting you, do you mean like the pilot fitting in the cockpit?
2: Yeah, the uh, where my legs rest aren't. It's it's enough that I can get in there, but kind of had to stretch sometimes for the controls, or maybe my footing wasn't just as secure as I'd want it to be.
0: So, what is funny um, uh, about that is that this mech fits you like a glove, like it's always been yours. Uh, but for whatever reason, it's identifying you as another person. Now, what exactly were you hoping to gain from that backdoor that you had installed in KGI? Um, We will do just one piece information for now. What do you want to go with?
2: I, I suppose I would search in great detail any sort of project where mech and human were combined and not in an AI sense, not in an NHP, but literal organ and metal.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That,
2: that's what stands out the, the largest
0: let's uh now now keep in mind you are actively backdooring into a very secure location so as with any attempt at this there's going to be some risk to it right so you you'll be successful on a 10 or higher um, but you also need to consider the 15 result and the 20 result sure so uh, let's go ahead and get your rolling, and uh, uh, let me know what you're adding.
2: OK, um, I think. I have investigate, which is a plus four, but also to act unseen or unheard. Um, unless it's hacker fix. So I kind of. I'm definitely investigating research in. in you know, great detail, um, but I'm definitely trying to more so not let the government know that i'm prying into their Hmm. database Hmm.
0: kgi not the government but you know tomato tomato oh definitely (laughs) when it comes to that scale of company at least on this planet (laughs) yeah
2: um so i don't know if you're like just take the highest of the two or yeah go ahead and add both like i don't know what the
0: both of those sound reasonable okay
2: Um, I think hacker fix. I've already hacked or fixed. That was my initial role to to get the back door in there. So I'm not going to apply that. So with that and my role.
0: uh, 22. Excellent. So. It does take a while because this is this is some very uh, buried information you do get the sense that this isn't the type of information that basically anybody would want just floating around. Uh, you, you know, it's like how the the government is like, we probably shouldn't let information about how to just make pipe bombs float around easily, you <laughs> sure. know, or, you know, at least people that we know have it. Like we should probably keep an eye on them.
2: I keep posting it. it. I'm like, who deleted my <laughs> shit? I am always on Reddit posting pipe bombs.
0: Yeah. So it's that type of uh, information. It's, you actually find a couple of university um, uh, research publications. Um, they come up very far. More. More.
3: Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I think you just got us a few more
0: viewers though with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, you do find a couple of these results from university databases. Uh, you know, there are very small scale projects that they've done with it. Uh, the impression that you get large scale is that any kind of research like this is heavily, heavily, heavily regulated. And currently, as far as anyone is concerned, there is not supposed to be any active uh, research on this topic of any scale. It's uh, at actively dere- uh, deregulated or regulated against. It's very controlled. What, what is allowed to happen? Um, it's very, very regulated if allowed at all. But right now, no one's supposed to be doing it. I
2: suppose if if I could have a caveat DM, uh, specifically in conjunction to a, I believe, blue cargo container that was formerly on a ship en route to Planetside about a month ago. Could I look into that?
0: hmm let's put a pin in that okay and we'll come back around for another opportunity to uh to investigate that um Dolora yes sir I know we kind of jumped you up to basically the timeline where Glasgow was waking up but that was just the most intense um, and hallucinogenic you, you think hallucinogenic, who knows, fit uh, that you had had from the point between the battle and that particular morning. Was there anything else that Dolores would have been trying to get into over the the past couple of weeks since that fight, other than trying to just shake off whatever this weird headache is? Uh, and again, just to emphasize that these have been growing um, from the night of the battle up until that point where you had that... Um, severe fit.
1: Um I uh, well I wanted to ask if retroactively we could go back to that scene where we're still uh on the battlefield and if we could say or not up to you mm-hmm. um if I was able to recover the charm that I put on um the mech I wasn't thinking about it at the time because I mean I was uh in shock a little bit and then obviously Captain needed help, so I was trying to deal with that situation. But I would like, if possible, to salvage that charm.
0: Mm, sure.
1: Okay. Um uh but aside from that, I would have wanted to um Really get a hold of my dad, if possible, um, because that wasn't the first time. Well, that of that morning, the where we jumped to wasn't the first time that I couldn't send the email, and I already knew that. Um, but I, so I'd like to think that I had tried to reach out again about getting it fixed, um, and then uh, try to find out. Um, about the USB in my spare time and then visit the captain on occasion as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, so over the past uh, couple of weeks, you've tried again and again to message your, uh, your dad. And I don't think the other players or the other characters would have been trying to do this so they hadn't run into the same issue. It doesn't sound like they would have been trying to contact anybody over this time, but the issue that you keep running into is that uh, you need additional permissions. Uh, like you haven't, like like you're not allowed to send messages to certain people. Like there's an intranet and a internet. Mm-hmm. So basically you've been allowed to send messages actively to your group and like a couple of members like uh, Miss Sky or, um, you know, Shao Alton Han, uh, Delu Solomon. But it seems like someone is keeping you from, contacting specifically uh, anybody off planet. And uh, what was the other part that you said that you were going to uh, be looking into? To
1: see if the USB was around.
0: The Union Science Bureau? Yes, sir. So that's one of those. and Anything that associates with union has some degree of... Um, what, what's a good way to, to put it? It's kind of convoluted because Union itself isn't just, it's not on Pollux. Uh, as far as Pollux is concerned, there is one member of Union on the planet, and otherwise, just kind of this nebulous concept, right? So you're able to find plenty of information about the Union Science Bureau, like scholarships, research activities, uh, some great accomplishments recently, um, uh, particularly popular universities and training programs. You do find that the program that you had been admitted to was was, uh, one of the most competitive um, in Union. Was there any particular information about the Union Science Bureau that you were trying to dig up?
1: Um, well, I know that, like, my identity essentially has been erased. um, But to see, you know, if, if um, well, I guess I could ask her at dinner. Um, maybe I'll save it for later. But I guess beforehand, before I knew about that dinner. Um, just to see if there was any way for me to kind of get back into it. What I had to do, if it was possible. If anybody had any contacts um, that I see? could contact.
0: So you're like sending out messages, trying to link up with people.
1: Yeah, but also, um, like you know, asking a, because my apartment is like in this building, right in the in the KGI building,
0: KGI Tower. Yeah, right. it's in a similar block to Wade and uh, the, I mean, to Glasgow and what would have been uh, Drax's apartment as well. Like it's there and ready for him, but he just hasn't spent much, if any time in there. Uh, what do you say? Script? Traxxas? Spend any time in the uh, hmm, apartment they provided?
2: No, I doubt that I've even bothered to go there. If, if they had a uh, if they had left a plate of flute, that thing would be like molded by now. I'm, I'm not going to go where the mm-hmm. government's setting up a nice bugged room for me.
0: <laughs> fair enough well, uh, you're
2: controlling dead
0: people's messages <laughs> dead as far as the government's concerned
1: <laughs> right um then yeah then I guess is uh Shao is is in this building is isn't he
0: yeah so he's in and out uh he's off attending meetings and um you know, speaking events largely in conjunction with the schedule of Himiko Arasawa, Mm -hmm. the uh, CEO and owner of um, KGI. Uh, So they come and go pretty frequently. You really don't see Miss Arasawa ever, but you do catch um, glimpses of Shao Alton Han as he's, you know, making his way onto an elevator or you catch him on TV as he's, giving a warm hearted uh, speech about the future and progress and blah, blah, blah. Um, okay.
1: Well, then every time I catch him by the elevator, as the doors are closing, I'm going, Mr. Han, Mr. Han, my, my messages don't work. And then, you know,
0: just yeah. barely miss him uh, every time. And it's time. so disheartening. I would imagine for Delora, uh, cause it's just like this one, this one anchor, to you know the the old world or some form of comfort that doesn't lie you know uh, that that lies outside of her immediate party right? Is that pretty accurate. What do you think?
1: Because I don't I don't know anyone and I don't have anyone out here. So um, that would be pretty accurate. But considering that I keep missing them and I don't want to forget anything. With all that paper um, that I asked for previously, I would still write letters um, to my dad. Um, not not to send them, but just to like have them as drafts, so that when mm-hmm. I can actually send him a, a you know digital letter, I'll do that at some point. And then occasionally, um, even before seeing my mom, I'd uh, write a letter or two to her as well. And keep them in a journal in my room.
0: Okay. So, at some point, all in that same time frame, you all would have received that invitation from Miss Sky for a private dinner at 10 o'clock.
2: Ooh.
0: Azula. You're coming around for a second date. <laughs> So uh, Glasgow, it is presumed that you would be in well enough condition to be transferred to a, they basically modified your current accommodations with more medical supplies and a personalized Mm -hmm. staff. Uh, So you are in good enough condition that you're somewhat ambulatory. Uh, you, You can move around on your own, albeit difficulty Uh, not only the arm but there was a lot of energy damage that was done to the left hand side so uh, your nerves are still recovering on the left side of your body but you are able to uh, to be moved around with with some ease your uh, your wheelchair that they recommend you use um, most of the time does have a set of controls on there to where you can easily just cruise yourself around or you know one of the other characters could be pushing you Um, But you're well enough to be transferred over to KGI Tower and attend if you would like to. Uh, I would like to attend. However,
3: I'm going to roll a strength check and see if I have the fortitude to stand on my own without the wheelchair. Because no disrespect to individuals without legs that work due to circumstances that are, you know, out of their control. Sure, sure. It's, I it's for as the a story. warrior, feel like I should be strong enough to stand no matter the injury that occurred to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So go Strength for it.
0: Check. With difficulty.
3: With difficulty? What do you want me to roll for the difficulty?
0: That's a d6. And then you a subtract d6. that from your d20 result. But uh, you can add your grit. And if you think you have any talents or anything that you can add to that, uh, let me know. So I got grit force
3: violence presence of will or direct action to take control of something let's take control
2: um, of your independence
0: and your freedom of movement well I think presence of will
3: you stand soldier you stand up yeah but it's to take control of something I don't know if that would count for me to stand up
0: mm, I'll leave that to your discretion I'm okay I mean, with it. I, you don't I, have I'm to include okay. it if you don't want to
3: yeah I mean, I'll include that so take control. Let's see what survive does. Precision, harsh, hostile, or unforgiving environment such as a vacuum of space. No. You must often survive when you want to take a journey. No, that's, that's, you know, that doesn't apply.
0: A journey down, down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible.
3: Get somewhere without complication or speed. Get somewhere quickly. Hey! Climb, swim, or perform acrobatic maneuvers in an attempt to reach a destination faster and in a safe way. Standing up. I think that would apply. (laughs) So without take control with difficulty, I got 21 with take control, I got 23. So I rolled an 18 on the die, rolled a one on the D six. Wow. Yeah. I got lucky.
0: Wow. Yeah. You, uh, you stand up. So you, you have a group of nurses like in your room that have been coming out all day and they try to transfer you over to the wheelchair and you're like, yeah, No, thanks. And then you just kind of like push it aside uh, with your your good arm and you kind of shakily walk to the doorway and then find your stride.
3: And I'm going to look at the nurses and be like, I appreciate your assistance, but I don't even care if I got struck by a car. I'm not staying in that chair.
0: They just nod like, oh, okay. you'd probably break the car. But yeah, we'll we'll put this away.
3: And then I make my way forward slowly, but gradually building <laughs> my endurance.
0: Yeah, slowly but surely making those nerves work. Uh, so everybody is going to the dinner.
1: Yes. Uh, do I? want uh, am I expected to wear something else?
2: I was just about to say, I think script would go out and, and get a
0: rather nice suit, actually. It did not mention. um, uh, Feel free if if you want to take some time to go through that and, you know, tell me what you want to wear and stuff. But uh, there was no description whatsoever. Uh, It was just dinner with Azula, 10 p.m. What would you like to do? Uh,
1: Just get like whatever the whatever the locals wear try to match that
0: okay so you you are basically in the heart of punta keredad uh not only it's the the richest city on the planet you're also in the richest part of the city of the richest city on the planet uh if you give me just a moment i do have a little bit of uh, information on this there are six wards in punta keredad uh, setting the eastern boundary of the city uh, is Ward 1, which combines luxury amenities and high-politics, lavish villas. Uh, they they border marble-clad government offices along the harbor. So it's like a picturesque harbor city, uh, but it's just this Ward 1. And then Ward 2 is primarily comprised of office buildings, manufacturing facilities, KGI is like the one exception to this, because because it's like the pinnacle of the the planet, you know. Um, but as far as everybody else goes, Ward Two is where manufacturing and office buildings, common restaurants and stores. Uh, it's it, you know the beating heart of Punta Cana's urban life. Ward Three is largely residential. It's like the suburbs. It's like everybody goes out of the city and they go back to the. Uh, the residential ward, Ward 3. Uh, it's mainly comprised of uh, prefabric- pe- uh, prefabricated and modified housing and apartment complexes. Uh, it contains the majority of the population for Dad, Ward 4 is large-scale manufacturing, refining, and storage. You know, like West Virginia coal mining type stuff. Like That's where all the big, like large-scale projects happen. Uh, Wards 5 and 6 are actually still officially uh unoccupied um so something to understand about these the multiple waves of habitation and various solar systems throughout unions multiple uh, histories or, or i guess multiple civilizations um it, just imagine like the rise and fall of rome like three times but union and now we're on the the third iteration of union so they would basically just go through and manufacture a bunch of housing and towers uh, and stuff to be ready for a growing planet population to eventually occupy, right? Uh, so they'll prepare a planet for a 10 billion population, even if at the time of occupation and for the next 100 years, they only ever reach 1 billion. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That they've already got a bunch of stuff ready. Uh, but yeah, you all are in Ward uh, Ward One. Uh, you're in the fanciest, luxury area. So if you're looking to fit in in that particular area, you're looking at some very high class stuff. Um.
1: Okay, but thinking back, we didn't need. Basically, we could have whatever we asked for, right? So yeah, that, up to this
0: point, you've also been within KGI,
1: right? So um, I suppose that I would find, like, I imagine that there's like a, a room service type situation or at the very least like a front desk person that we could talk to. So I would like to talk to that person and see if they could help me out with clothes. Um,
0: so you're looking for a KGI representative, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually the same one that Glasgow uh, had spoken to prior. Um, that's the the next closest one that you're able to find. He actually just mans the desk that's closer to like the high traffic area where high, like MVPs fly in and out. Um, but yeah, you, you do find someone.
1: Okay. Um, i'm sorry to bother you with this but i have a dinner tonight with um miss sky and i was wondering if um you couldn't help me find something to wear because i doubt i i should go to dinner in this and i just point to my like wife beater tank and like busted up cargo pants
0: Oh, uh, a, a dinner miss with uh, with Miss Guy. That's that's uh, that's fantastic. Um, but I mean, you 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 look marvelous. I would I would never make a comment on a lady's appearance. Uh, ah. However, if you would like some assistance with uh, acquiring new merchandise, and he'll actually pull out of his back pocket, uh, basically his wallet, and then pull out a card that's it. Basically, looks like a a platinum uh ID card. Uh, you know, like in large letters it has KGI and then it has like some serial number information there. Like take this, uh, please return it when you find suitable. And uh they will send an invoice to KGI to be paid. Uh
1: are you sure? I mean that that's awfully generous of you. I I, I don't need a whole lot. Uh
0: Again, it it it, it is uh, it it is no worry. If you are to attend a dinner with Miss Sky, uh, you should prepare how uh, how you see fit. And uh, also, any of those bills will eventually be forwarded to KGI itself. I'm merely providing you the KGI access point. I'm incurring no personal cost to this, so no worries.
1: Okay. Well, I feel a little bit better about it. Then, thank you so much. That's um that's mighty kind. Now. Do you know where I should go? Like, cause you know, I like I said, I I just want to look presentable, and I don't really want to wear this raggedy old thing. So, um, any suggestions?
0: Oh, absolutely. Ward One is the epicenter of all that is luxurious, and and he'll do like, uh, kind of like an eyebrow raise slash roll, and just put a little bit of stank on fancy. It's the epitome of fancy. Uh, And then he'll just, like, reach out for your Omnipad, like, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Not at all. Go right ahead.
0: So he'll take it, and then uh, basically Google Maps, a bunch of places, and he'll bookmark them for you. uh, But uh, you very quickly have half a dozen different places that you can visit.
1: I go to all of them. (laughs) Okay. uh, uh, Start with, like, if he could... If I could ask that he map it in such a way that like the route makes sense for, to um, to basically make a loop you know um oh and then if you don't mind if you could add a little stop in the middle for noodle shop that'd be great
0: absolutely consider it done
1: okay thank you
0: you're very welcome ma'am enjoy your dinner thank you uh, and I guess this begs the question are, are you all um Going on this shopping trip together? Uh, what's the plan here? Well,
1: I was going to mail or message email, uh, text message. I don't know. Instant message. Um face message. Face message. <laughs> Facebook. Uh uh the guys.
0: Yeah, so you have an omnipad which is connected to the omni net, which is basically the internet, right? So you can basically Facebook, you can direct message pretty much uh, anybody, you you know, given your particular messaging issues, you're still able to message your team.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to send individual messages to both of them, and I'm going to ask Glasgow, well, first of all, I'm going to say... What am I going to say? Good morning, sunshine. Um, Are you up for going shopping? Because I need an extra pair of eyes. And then I'm going to message. Script. And ask him uh, that. Well, I'll ask him if he wants to go get noodles, but then also go do some shopping and um for the dinner tonight. And that he should probably come because. I'm sure he'll want to look extra fancy for Miss Sky.
3: So I get a real question. Do I have a prosthetic yet or am I still walking around an amputee?
0: You are still at this moment amputee. Okay, perfect.
3: Um...
2: And also just for clarification, you asked the person that's recently an amputee if he has an extra set of eyes.
1: Yeah i will simply I respond with, if he had an extra if ice he ice could ice.
2: give you a hand shopping yeah, no, because, no
1: because i did extra eyes that's what i said uh,
3: uh i'll respond uh via i guess text right that's what we're doing yeah um i'll respond via text saying um sure send me a location to meet um i need to stretch these weak legs of mine And I'm sure I could find a decent uh, uh, limb replacement somewhere downtown at some cybernetic shop.
1: I replied, don't worry about it, we'll find you one ASAP. And uh, I'll tell them about the card I just got.
0: So just for quick clarification, uh, you're not hung out to dry as far as a prosthetic goes. The care team that mm-hmm. you have has specifically like like you you need to repair certain parts of your body first and like basically get ready for a prosthetic to be installed. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: and, fair, but I mean I could still look for like braces and stuff like that, is what I'm saying.
0: Sure, we can at least get you an idea of what's available as far as prosthetics cuz you know like yeah. at least in the real wor- world it's basically, you know, a plastic arm or if you yeah. got hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend you can get a robotic one that semi-functionally works but this is the future you've got options yeah. so we can yeah. at least explore that
3: yeah. well we have the money because I was the uh, captain for a very rich man who said he was covering the expenses so motherfucker giving <laughs> me a new arm
0: yeah for sure okay and I think uh, Draxus. um What's the plan?
2: Uh, I would I would likely just find whatever. I guess you said someplace had some stank on it as far as fancy goes. I probably wouldn't go that far because I can't stand those types of people for long enough to even do some shopping for the date that I'm about to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would get a nice, you know, um, not quite charcoal gray, but just a little bit lighter suit and have it tailored and kind of do the brown, you know, nice belt brown uh, shoes might have a buckle on there the buckle doesn't do anything that's that's how fancy it is it's just there it's just useless um something <laughs> of that manner right um Wait, but
1: well, were you gonna go with me or no
2: um yeah if, if if i had just received this date invitation like today then I'd i'd probably be like yeah, I should do that and I like go back to scrolling on the OmniNet and then whenever I get the word like noodles question mark, I'd be like all right. Hmm. I'll put on some pants. So yeah, I'll I'll go out with the um the group.
0: All right, excellent. So what's some of the uh, the outfits that Dolores looking to do? Um, anything in particular? Well,
1: no, because she doesn't really, know nothing about nothing, um, but at least when it comes to fashion, and especially when it comes to high fashion. So um, every time I go in to a new place, because we've got six of them to go to, uh, or at least I'm going to all six of them, then uh, I ask the person there. I tell them the whole story about how I'm going to a fancy dinner and I need to look right and be comfortable. Um I'm going to try to uh get something with pants. So like a pantsuit, but I'm um, to <laughs> get something
0: with pants. Yeah. I know that's a perfectly reasonable statement. It just made me giggle. It's like I want to wear pants. Yeah. Dinner. <laughs> um,
1: so I wanna get something that looks nice, a pantsuit, and um the jacket. Maybe a couple outfits where like the jacket is. um Do y'all know what peplum is? No. No. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna try to describe it to you. Okay, basically, if you're wearing the jacket, first of all, the it like it's like a deep V cut, right? But this is just the jacket, so it's a deep V cut that like closes. I-, I would say about halfway down my torso, and it closes with maybe two or three buttons. But the bottom part has like a a wave frill. Like it, think of little girls, like two year olds or three year olds, who've got um like bathing suits with a little like piece of fabric around them that's kind of wavy. So it kind of looks like a tutu, sort of like but...
2: hanging frill, like. Kind Louncing.
1: of, but anyway, but have that so like a little like something hanging off of the front that's cut like got like a wave to it, so it looks kind of like a like a skirt almost, if that helps the visualization. But then in the back of the jacket to have it go down um like to the floor, so it looks like um kind of like a train of a wedding dress. Except it's just a jacket, if I, if you're following me. So have hmm. that be an option. Um, and then have another option where the pants has that train attached to it, but on the pants themselves. So it looks like, and then it kind of wraps around, but is open in the front. So I'm still wearing pants, but it's like I've got a skirt on top of the pants. <laughs> uh and then that one the top instead of a jacket, I've got like a um like a uh corset kind of top um
0: so just yeah. a little bit of everything potentially that looks fancy. Is that what I'm getting?
1: No, well, no. It's a very, very you know certain style. I will try to look for something. I know the the listeners obviously. I'm sorry. I hope you know what I'm talking about. For but for the players and the DM here, I'm going to try to find something to give a little bit more visual. But oh that's yeah.
0: I could just be completely lost. Cause like it it sounds like to me you're wearing a pantsuit, suit, but then also like a tutu with a wedding dress <laughs> thing. So I that could just That's be
1: horrible. me. But no, no. but <laughs> maybe, maybe in one of the places that actually is a thing, and so I'll chat on and, and ask the guys, how does this look? Does this look all right? So what I'm wearing now is like a pantsuit with like a tool tutu. And the huge, like, train in the back. Does it look, does it look alright? I don't know. Does it, is it okay?
2: We're going to dinner. How are, how do you sit with all that extra material?
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. I'm gonna go change real quick.
2: Uh, speaking and... of extra material, I, like, look at the guy that I'm standing right next to him like, I'm putting a gun in this. Can you tailor a gun for this? And just, oh. like open my jacket
0: like to the left side of my body just i'm just pointing can we put a gun here Uh, he's like taken aback at first like at the question uh you don't uh, have
2: measurements that makes sense i pull out my gun this one
0: well well no (laughs) if you if you let me finish
2: (laughs) no i just Uh, want to set it up just super awkward i am not where fancy belongs
0: Yeah, so he's taking it back at first uh, at the request, but you know, always with these high class establishments, uh, the goal is always to please the customer, right? So he he'll just like daintily take like try to take the gun, like of course I'll take some measurements.
2: Great, thanks. I go like picking my teeth over in a mirror. Yeah,
0: they'll uh, uh, he'll start. Working on that. Um, Duncan? Anything yes. particular you're looking for? I,
1: I'll just kind my head of... out of the dressing room real quick. Don't be shy now. Y'all get whatever you want, okay? Uh, go back to changing.
3: I'm just kind of focusing on building the strength in my legs. So nothing <laughs> particularly like...
2: Duncan. Could do nothing. like a, uh, a bomber jacket, you know? That suits you.
0: A bomber jacket fits a character better than Delora Bomb. Delora D Bomb. We, we,
2: we can just yeah. sew up the one side so that way it's not mm-hmm. like hanging. I pull another mm-hmm. thing off or this one. I don't. This one? And like I hold it up and it it's very clearly not sized
3: right. I'm just going to simply steadily walk to the best of my ability over to the plain green shirts. Looking at pants
2: Pants first, I understand. Start from the bottom, work your way up.
3: And then I'm going to grab a triple XL plain green shirt, long sleeve, and then a pair of cargo pants that are black. And a Teflon belt. Love and then it. Sloppily fold it, and place it outside of Laura's dressing room with my one arm, and then stand there as straight as possible, casually flexing and unflexing my legs to build strength in <laughs> them.
0: Doing calf razors while you're waiting, and that's about it. Okay. All right. Any last uh, um, anybody have any other wardrobe changes they want to go with before we go ahead and wrap up this uh, shopping session? (laughs) And any other items you're trying to to find?
1: I think that's it. I think I'm going to end up going for the the like a red corset and pant suit with the skirt on it. Um. Y'all see what I'm talking about in a minute.
0: Oh, you're sending a picture?
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Alright, and uh, just one more time for my memory. Uh, Draxus, what do you have?
2: A a tailored uh, gray suit. And a sewn-in holster.
0: Excellent. And... Uh, Duncan has the tight green shirt, black shorts, and the Teflon belt, right? Yes,
3: my tight triple X shirt. Isn't that just Kim Possible? <laughs> Different colors. I'm going to look, I'm going to sloppily try to tie with one hand the long sleeve inward to where it looks like I just have a tie there. Like it's like tied, but not having the extra slack. And then I'm most likely going to ask for assistance. From Are who?
1: you you getting dressed here?
3: Yes, I mean, what what else? What?
1: Well, I mean, cause, cause we were gonna go get noodles after this, so I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you could if you want to be all fancy.
3: I uh, figured I should uh put a shirt on without
1: blood on it. Oh, yeah, that's that's probably uh. I mean, okay, you you want to get more than one, or?
3: Give me one in gray, and okay. I'll walk away.
0: <laughs>
1: I go get him one in gray, and uh, I don't know, another, a white one. I give him an extra one.
0: Okay. And that's all uh, uh, folded and, and bagged up neatly, along with any of the other clothes that you're not wearing out of the store to go get noodles. It's all neatly packaged and uh, ready for you, um, unless you're you're wearing it out. But oh, uh, no. that's it. That's it. Everybody good? Yeah. Um. Did you have any inter character slash player talk that you all wanted to have over noodles before going to dinner?
2: I I think I would probably um, not say a whole lot, being that somebody's in the middle of their workout routine and didn't want to respond very much to our fashion time. I'll just stay quiet and eat noodles.
0: Okay. What about uh, Duncan and Laura?
3: I'm just kind of focused. I'm staying as focused as possible so I don't look weak.
0: Trying to confidently eat noodles. Okay. So just a a, a nice, quiet uh, pre-dinner meal. I imagine late afternoon, uh, early afternoon. Um, Yeah, you all make it back to KGI with plenty of time to uh, hang around and do whatever. If there's any last-second stuff you all wanted to do before getting into the the dinner.
2: That'll suit me.
0: Your stealth suiting?
2: No, that'll that'll suit me. I am I'm oh
0: <laughs> oh like that will completely ruin yes. the look of that whole nice. <laughs>
2: just just <in> as <laughs>
0: I'm
2: scared. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, we just got a nice picture of what uh uh Delora's dress looks like.
2: Like so I I, just, I come out and be like oh same thing. All right, I'll change.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um before I um did i you said that um the vision that i had today was the most intense one but previously and that it's been building up right but previously to Mm. that um have i seen my mom in any of them before was this the first time
0: that was the first time
1: then uh with the charm that i have that i uh salvaged from uh the old mech that i was using um, I've mentioned before that it looks like a bunch of, it, it just looks like a, like a charm bracelet with all kinds of like crap on it. Uh, basically like nuts and bolts type of thing. Um, but there is, uh, one of the pieces is a, a ring and I'm going to, uh, take the rest of them off and just have the ring on the chain and, uh, wear that as a necklace. And uh, I guess go down, uh, meet up with uh, the guys for dinner before we enter um, the establishment.
0: Excellent. Anything else from from uh, anybody?
2: I would, I guess I'm a little curious as to why we're being invited out for dinner. Um, more so than just like, is this an actually like a dinner establishment or is this like... Um, something that they own like like am i am i going to a dinner with like people from the pentagon or am i like going out for like an actual dinner i guess is my question
0: so like i said before there wasn't a whole lot of explanation for it but um it was basically just an invitation dinner at 10 with the sky and then it gets to like around nine thirty, and each of you get a knock on um on your apartment doors you know like a, a representative comes to Try and find you to let you know that it's you know basically almost time, um, and they, they'll escort you to where it is. But as to answer your question, you were not given any indication if this was like a night out on the town or something otherwise. Okay, but those uh, those escorts eventually consolidate once they get you all uh, grouped up. Glasgow again, uh, you're offered a wheelchair but you are confidently able to refuse it as, as you've been walking around for the better part of the afternoon and although you do feel the weight of that uh, mm-hmm. on your body at this point you're able to shake it off with your um, just with a pure force of will um, and you know you're, you're making around just fine so I imagine that you would again refuse it but
3: fair enough um, obviously I would if I could if, right. I, if I can I will
0: <laughs> yeah no you rolled pretty high for that first one so I think you're good uh, if that's what you want to do. Yep. Uh, but you all are eventually led to um, a, a much more private and secluded set of elevators towards the, uh, the coast side of the tower. And you take it almost all the way up uh, to the second highest floor in KGI Tower uh contrary to the rest of the tower uh, this floor is actually quite different and as the elevator doors open uh, it opens to a, um, a a lobby that doesn't share the same elegance um you, you know with the dial turned all the way up to 10 and the knob ripped off as as we had said before um it, it has a much less uh, grandoise aesthetic and or, or grandiose aesthetic, and uh, more so a modern functionality. Thin strips of color-changing LEDs provide the ambient lighting, rather than the rows and rows of chandeliers that adorn the rest of the building. Uh, not to say there isn't a uh, elegance in the simplicity uh, of these soft, linear, um, pulsating LED strips. Uh, these soft and Rhythmic pulsating LEDs give this area the impression of like a, a living, breathing room. When the lights shift to orange, it's uh, more or less reminiscent of uh, flame, of like a soft campfire. When it shifts to blue, it's much more like a gentle ocean wave. You come up to a door at the end of the hall and a voice uh, comes through. It's Azula's. Hello, uh, feel free to come in. Dinner's almost ready. And the door will do that sci fi swish open for you. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: well, I will step through the door frame and approach the table and stand at the edge of it, not directly next to any seat, in a form of attention to the best of my ability and wait for further instruction.
0: So uh, as you all enter this room, it very much looks like a flat. It, it looks like an apartment. It is. It, it does have a lot of square footage to it. Uh, it is very nice, but it's nice in a very different way from, you know, like the lobby of KGI, the opulence, uh, you know, like we've already covered. It just looks like an apartment that has like some teched out shit in it. Uh, the dining room table that you actually find yourselves uh, standing at, Uh, can seat comfortably eight people, maybe ten people if you jam some extra chairs in there. Uh, So it's not like a 40-foot-long, grand hall uh, banquet, you know? Um, And and as you look around, it very much looks like an apartment. It kind of curves around the coastal side of the tower here, so you don't quite see uh, Azula yet, but you do hear from the Not from just around the corner, you are like the clinging of like pots and pans and stuff. And uh, like dishes are being uh, pulled out. Uh, Anything that anybody is trying to look for or at in particular? Anything you all are trying to do in the meantime?
2: I would investigate the pots and pans.
0: Like go over and look or you're trying to do a roll?
2: No, no, I'd, like I would. If, I, if I'm hearing pots and pans and I'm in an apartment, I would presume that she's probably the one cooking. And if I could lend a hand,
0: yeah. So you, uh, you actually walk around the uh, not necessarily the corner, but the gentle curve, and you see that she's juggling like three different uh things trying to set plates out uh along the uh, the, the pretty nice kitchen island, it's about you know, like 12 feet in length, just as the majority of the kitchen, uh, it seems like she has gotten for herself quite a nice kitchen. Um, but she is, you know, trying to hurriedly pull out a bunch of uh, dishes and everything. And then as you approach, she looks up and just like, I am so embarrassed. She's actually just like in like shorts and in oversized hoodie. Uh, she's just like in comfortable clothes.
2: I, uh, I'll quickly take off my jacket and offer it to her and be like, here, quick, put this on and start to do the plate setting for her.
0: And and she just like kind of whispers like, Oh my God, keep them busy for like two minutes. I'm going to go change. And she just sprints to the opposite side of the apartment and you hear a door slam. Did she take my code? Yeah.
2: (laughs) That has my gut. (laughs)
0: do you say that
2: yeah that that much comes out it has my all right and now i'm trying my best to like as quickly as i can on the Anami net like my eyes flash green there's so much script going across my my eyes i'm reading through the retinas right now what the fuck is a salad fork and and what's the placement like does it go next to the spoon or the knife is it on the left (laughs) or the right side of the tray like i'm like frantically i'm like now i'm the one doing this
1: Not that I know what's going on, but that's something you can quickly find out.
2: Yeah, I'm just yeah <laughs> doing it on my 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 yeah. eyeball screen. Here. So
0: so what I'm actually more interested in though is uh, doing a role just to see how well script handles this pressure of trying to impress this chick that he thinks is uh, uh, this is a date night. No worries,
2: I have uh, stay cool as my.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll give it a go. It's a plus two to a. Two. I got a four. Oh God! <laughs> you, it's okay. You accidentally...
0: when a, hack, when a hacker fix it. I
2: just like put it upside down.
0: <laughs> you, uh you accidentally in your your hurried research, click on an ad, and you're just bombarded by pop ups. Like, oh, oh God, no! <laughs> That's not what I wanted. Like, you're just like down clicking all of these things, and then uh, you hear that door open again, and she's uh like still trying to put her hair up in a nice. Uh, like ponytail, and she did her make makeup surprisingly quick. Um, but she's wearing like some nice jewelry. Um, a couple of rings on each hand, uh, a nice pearl necklace, uh, studded earrings, and she she got ready pretty quick. Um, and she's like kind of like hurriedly coming back, like oh my god, I'm so sorry. Here, let me take this, and she'll just grab a couple of plates. Uh, put the um. Uh, well, well, so the, the, she would take the plates uh, and stuff over to the table. Sorry for the wait. Um, I just had to go back and uh, and fix a couple of things. Uh, she's wearing not as nice of a dress as um, as Dolores, uh, but, you know, still like a nice summer dress, like a, a summer evening dress. And uh, she'll just, like, whisper over you, like, oh, you look fantastic. I love it. And she'll, Aww. like, pass out the plates and uh, a couple of, uh, g- gosh, what are, they, what are they called? Um that you set pots on to keep them from burning the table? I don't remember what they're called. I, I a lot just,
1: of, oh, like giant coaster. Yeah,
0: basically like oven mitts. Like she sets out a couple of, uh, a couple of those, and then uh, Draxus is helping bring a couple of plates and stuff over to set the table. And uh, eventually she brings over like a big pot of um, spaghetti and sets it over in a pan of, uh, like Parmesan chicken, and then a couple of other hors d'oeuvres. She basically put together like a short uh, charcuterie board as well. Uh, and then she'll just like, kind of like glance over her shoulder and be like, um, let's do these. And she'll actually type on the uh, the table itself. It seems to be integrated with some kind of technology, but she'll just like tap her fingers across the surface. And then these uh, the center of the table will kind of split apart and there's a series of wine bottles um, that pop up in the center. Um, but she, yeah, she, she motions for everybody to sit, like, sit, sit and enjoy, please. Um, and I know it's not the fanciest of meals, but uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time today. So I just, I wanted to uh, to put something together for you all.
1: Oh, that's not a worry. Thank you so much for having us. Um, I hope we didn't, I hope we didn't. Uh, and I'm, I'm like you know uh uh kind of touching my the clothes that I'm wearing um i I hope it isn't too much i i thought it i thought it was gonna be like that, but you look great that that dress is is really nice on you
0: hm oh yeah, no worries i just i, I thought we were just gonna like get hang out and um you know just have some some light dinner and stuff, but no, that's totally fine. you all look fantastic uh duncan, love what you're doing with the um um uh you know muscles and stuff and she'll just like pull her seat in and and sit down and uh yeah script you too you, you you look great i love the suit um oh sorry i left your your jacket in uh in my room do you want me to go grab that real quick i didn't mean to take that with me
2: carefully it's hmm? got yes
0: thank she'll you like kind of tilt her head like uh, okay Okay, I'll be right back. Uh, please, uh, help yourself to some wine. Um, shit, I forgot the wine glasses. And she'll scamper off and and grab those uh, and return with them real quick. Go get your jacket, uh, and then come back.
3: As and, she's uh, away, I'm going to look at everyone and say, well, uh, this is organized. And I'll instantly lose my professional demeanor. Grab the chair, pull it back with my only arm, and then... Look down at the chair in what I hope is unnoticeable anxiety and nervousness. And then slowly lower myself in. And as soon as I sit down, I begin to think to myself, I hope I'm going to be able to stand back up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: Is it unnoticeable? The anxiety?
0: Do you want to roll for it? Or do you want to just play it narratively?
3: Uh, I'd say play it narratively. If they want to see if they can notice it, they can roll to see if they notice it, I guess. I think that's Mm. a better way to do it.
0: Fair enough. I think that makes sense. Uh, Anybody who would want to pay attention to and possibly investigate that, go for it.
1: I do. Um,
2: I'm
0: still flipping spoons, like,
2: on either side. I'm like, I don't think I got these right.
0: (laughs) What'd you get?
1: Um, well, I'm wondering if I could also add, um, I don't know if it really applies, but because it's not a a threatening situation, but read a situation to this.
0: Oh, absolutely. That would apply.
1: Okay, great. Uh, so then with my pilot grid of two, that's going to be a plus four. (gasps) That's a natural 20 for 24.
0: Do you, uh, Glasgow want to describe like the, the pain in the situation or do you just want me to give a brief rundown? It's up to you.
3: Sorry, my mic was muted. As I look down at the uh, chair, um, I release a short little, kind of just um, an anxious breath out um, that's through my nose and muffled by my mouth. I grip my teeth, and as I sit down um, with only the support of my right hand, I rest backwards, and as I rest backwards, my eyes slightly widen. Um, and then a strange thing, as a small bead of sweat—sweat, sorry—lowers uh, from the right side of my forehead. And as I real—and I realize I might have difficulty standing back up after all of the stress I put on my legs today.
0: Fair enough. Anything off? else? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <sighs> Are you okay? I'm fine.
1: Are you sure? Because um, you don't look too good.
3: I'm fine. Let's okay. eat. I'm just going to look down at the plate in somewhat embarrassment.
1: I'm not going to yeah. say anything about it.
0: Yeah, and uh, when uh, unless anybody else is trying to squeak something in before uh, Azula comes back.
1: I will just, after that, um, after he's saying he's fine, I'll just say, well, you know, it's really nice that she invited us over to dinner like this. That was generous of her. And wait, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, a uh, an awkward pause ensues. And then uh, you hear like the click, 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 click of heels that you didn't have. Uh, it, here before it, it seems as though she forgot to slip off her uh, like slippers uh, the first couple of times and now she has realized that she needs to put on heels because everyone is dressed so nice uh, so you do hear that like click 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 as she's walking back across the apartment uh, and she uh, it, it, it scoops out you know like the spaghetti um, for everybody and then the, the parmesan chicken and you know makes the uh, the hors d'oeuvres. Available for everybody. Um, And she will actually uh, do like a double take over at Glasgow. And then um, she's actually going to just slip off one of her. uh, One of the rings that's on her hand. Set it right there next to the. uh, The fork and knife. Um, It's kind of hard to. You don't notice it at first. You just kind of thought it was weird. She leaned on the table there for a second. um, and Then she goes and sits over at her seat. Um, And then you see it kind of just slip apart into what seems like grains of sand. It starts to crawl uh, more like shift all around the plate. And uh, basically there's these little um, nano drones uh, that have grabbed your... Uh, your fork and knife surreptitiously and they are uh, trying to just go ahead and tear that chicken apart into smaller manageable pieces uh, for you. Um, But she doesn't say anything. She just goes and sits down and uh, offers to pour some wine. Does does anybody have any uh, any preferences? I've got some uh, some mixed reds here. I have some whites, champagne. Uh, What do you prefer?
1: Um, you don't, you don't, like, none of this comes with umbrellas in it, right? Huh? For the drinks.
0: I, I, I mean,
1: I, I don't like the ones with umbrellas in them.
0: Oh, I, I was going to say, I could make you like a, a margarita or, no. or something.
1: Oh, um, I don't really know what those are, but if they come with umbrellas, no, thank you. I, I just wanted to make sure none of these were supposed to have umbrellas. And um, I, I just point to, I don't know, whatever, like the closest one is a random bottle. If she's going to be the one pouring it, but if, if it's close enough that I can pour it myself, then I'll, I'll pour a little bit myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you like reach a handout for it, she'll just like grab it and hand you the bottle uh, along with the bottle opener. And then uh, Glasgow, you, you notice that you're, uh, unless you made a, an attempt to stop the, the, the little nano things from trying to cut the food up for you, they'll, uh they'll very, very gently set, set the, the knife down and uh, quick, almost quicker than a blink of an eye, uh, track their way up the table, up around the bottle of wine and form itself back onto a finger uh, on Azula's hand as she's handing the bottle of wine to, uh, to Delora.
3: Okay, uh, I'm not going to try to stop it because if I was going to try to stop it, I would have tried to stop it with my left arm because I'm still... Gripping the table with my right, only to realize that I couldn't stop it if I tried.
0: Fair enough. Um. So, what? what is the, I'm just curious, what's uh, Dolores' taste in wine? What did she end up grabbing? Is it going to be something that she likes or hates?
1: She has no idea because she is not versed at all. Um, Let's flip
0: for it. <laughs> does she hate the wine?
1: I, I do still have my quarter here on my desk. Nice.
0: While we're getting that ready, what about uh, Draxus? What's going through his mind as all this is uh, unfolding? It's nice to see a
2: unprofessional side of somebody who is so tethered in her job. However, at this point, as unprompted as this was, I'm a little... Like I'm enjoying it, but I'm a little like of hesitation and of caution because are are we celebrating something? Are we, you know, what's where? Where are we getting to here? Is kind of where I'm like, like we never had like a hero ceremony. Like we never got like really debriefed in. But this is this is casual, and so I'm kind of like trying to mental math this while also just enjoying her.
0: Sure. Um, so you, you all go through some of the, uh, I, I guess, you know, honestly, awkward pleasantries like, oh, how's everything going? How, how do you like the city? You know, besides the, the terrorist attacks, uh, we've got some really nice stuff in Ward 1 when it's not on fire. Uh, you know, just like kind of an awkward um, conversation uh, like she's just trying to feel out your all's general's and general impression of everything, uh, d- despite the obvious recent events. What's the is there any reciprocation? Uh, you know, like if any? Uh, what's the general tone that the party has towards like a not cavalier, but um maybe inappropriately casual conversation.
2: I would have kind of in response to those two things that she probably had of best interest, you know, ward one's great when it's not on fire. I'd be like, yeah, I hear that the, uh, you know, medallion Memorial spaceport's nice too. When ships aren't blowing up, I kind (laughs) of just try to read her on that one.
0: Oh, did you want to roll for it?
2: Uh, sure. So I got an 18 on the die, and with word on the street, it'd be a dirty 20, or with investigate, it's over a 20.
0: And you were wanting to gauge her reaction on the ship getting blown up?
2: Yeah, on the forward meter. Just with her kind of innocuous, off-branded comments and my very much obvious uh, backhanded comment.
0: Yeah, so it's actually extremely, extremely, extremely subtle, uh, but you catch like a sharp, side-eyed glance just before she like awkwardly laughs it off. Uh, just like, oh, yeah, you know the, yeah, it it is much nicer when you don't have explosions, uh, you, you know, ruining ruining the the beautiful scenery. but um, uh, great. Hmm. yeah i uh I, I was told you made good use of the the noodle carts um that's why i made spaghetti
2: yeah i um we didn't really have noodles on my planet so it's nice hmm.
1: yeah what planet is that as i'm pouring myself a glass of wine <laughs> and for the record I flipped heads and we didn't talk about whether I was going to like it or not on heads or tails, but
0: well, historically heads has been yes. And tails has been no.
1: Okay. So. Um, yeah. So what planet is that? Pour it. Take a sip. Hey, this is and- actually not that bad.
0: And as you ask that question, uh, Azula will kind of like tilt her head At Draxis, like, cross her legs and lean back in her chair. She takes another uh, big sip of wine.
2: They would read that, and I figure that she already knows the answer when likely her um, requirement was to learn as much about me as possible to governmental kill me, to to make me just as murdered as, or excuse me, just deceased as Delora was. So I'm assuming that she knows if they could find it, some about me, but I'll let it slide and just look at Delora and say, well, it was a kind of a developing industrial planet. Meridian? Might have heard of it.
1: No. I don't think I have, but you know what? I haven't been to very many places. I Not a place you'd want to go. Far out. Oh. No. I, I was going to ask if it was nice out there, but uh, never mind. I'll take another sip of wine. Well, Azula, I... um, this spaghetti is really good. It's really tasty.
0: Great, I, uh, I I made it myself. I uh, I, I got the tomatoes and, and stuff for it as a basil and um, yeah, per- personal recipe. Glad you like it.
2: And what um, about you, Azula? Have you been here the whole time?
0: Uh, what in Punta
2: Well, sure. I meant for KGI.
0: Uh, I, I have worked for them for uh, a while now. And obviously, I've I've made it uh, quite high up in the ranks. Um, but you know, I and I have been on Pollux for a long time. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I managed to work my way into KGI, and uh, I'm I'm quite good with technology and, and software and things of like that uh that nature that proved quite useful to them. So they rewarded me in kind. You, you all probably have a ton of questions, right?
3: I'm sorry. I'm just trying to not mess up eating this damn spaghetti.
0: (laughs) And she'll kind of like lean over. And be like, I'd, I'd be more than happy to assist you uh, if you would like. I didn't want to uh, offend with an offer.
3: With all due respect, please. I'll do it myself. Absolutely. And I'll go back to awkwardly trying to spool it and shovel it in <laughs> and get rid of the excess and spool it and shovel it in and get rid of the excess with my one arm.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, did anybody else get scary movie vibes just then?
3: It's the strong ass.
1: No. The, <laughs> oh. I can do it myself. Oh, and they... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
2: I think Drax is... Um, after having heard a couple of things that she said and just even the ingredients for the meal that she's nice enough to have made us is deflated. He is, you know, attempting not to sulk, but he is definitely pushing his spaghetti around just as much as Duncan is. And I think she just asked if we had any questions.
0: Yeah. Basically the statement was like, Oh, okay. Obviously you all have a ton of questions and, uh, Let's just. Let's, let's get to the elephant in the room. That, and I'd, that'd be pretty apparent to. Everybody. And she'll just uh, open up another bottle of wine. And uh, pour like a good third of it into her glass. And right, as basically going to the rim.
3: <laughs> as she's doing that I'm going to. Take a deep breath. And slam. My. Uh, fork. To the right side of the plate. Loudly. I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, whatever. Well, sorry, neighbor. Um, and as I do that, I'm going to look up at her and say, What happened? And what did you send me and my crew in blindly to?
0: I'm more than happy to talk to you all about it. I mean, you asked what happened. Uh, it's pretty apparent that KGI was attacked. Uh, we're still reviewing footage at this point. We have over 700 cameras just in the uh, the closest six blocks of the tower. Of course, we started with your interactions, your, your combats, and worked our way out from there. There is a group on Pollux called the Rat Pack is what the people call them, but they have never been this much of an issue. I don't know where or how they managed to get that equipment for that attack, but they have never been that well-equipped before.
3: I'm going to look down at my arm and then look back at her and simply say, I apologize for the rudeness. I'm adjusting, and it's not bringing out the best in me.
0: I can only imagine the the difficulty you're going through. I wouldn't make any assumptions about the pain or discomfort or awkwardness you're going through right now. But please, I absolutely hope you know that we are going to to, to bring you the best in, uh, in, in technology to get you as good of a replacement um, that, as we can, as what is available on the planet. We are going to source that for you. I know it can't completely make up for the loss of an actual limb, but I hope that will be some sort of compensation.
3: I'm just going to look down... And continue to eat and just mumble, thank you.
0: Now, I had mentioned uh, the Rat Pack. Those were the inconsequential pests you had destroyed first. Nothing more than some silly people thinking that they could make a difference. In some borrowed equipment. There is still much to be learned about those last two you encountered. Uh, Honestly, I'm not sure what more information I can provide at this point other than they should not exist. They're an abomination.
2: Do you know anyone who works with the rat pack?
0: Personally, no. Uh, We've been trying to establish networks of leaders and contacts uh, for some time now, but mostly low-level thugs out in wards 5 and 6. They tend to make their homes out in the unoccupied areas of Punta Caridad, so we haven't made much of an effort to expel them from that area yet. I mean, every life is precious. Uh, I I wouldn't wish to end any of them prematurely, as much of a nuisance as they are.
2: What about the message that was in KGI Tower? Some guy talking about being choked full of smoke and taking the memory just as we'll reclaim it for our
0: people. She'll nod and just uh, tip back the rest of her glass and uh, gently set it down on the table and like slide it a few inches. He is a new development. He is a threat that did not originate on Pollux. There have been incidents in Quetzal's flight For the past five years or so, that have largely gone, not unaccounted for, but no blame to assign. No one has taken responsibility. No one has announced any intent. This, I think, is the first clear message they are sending. Someone someone wishes to do us great harm, Uh, and, and frankly, I wish I knew more. Um, but what I do know is that, you know, some KGI cargo was stolen from the forward meteor on the way here and that it is likely the same individual, right?
2: Well, if he's not part of the Rat
0: Pack, but has been
2: responsible for five years of rash incidents, what part of they is he?
0: Yet to be determined. That's part of what I need your help with. But, frankly, more importantly to me at least, I need that cargo back. And I have a pretty good indication of where it may be. Is that something that you all would be willing to help with?
3: I need to get... A little more whole again, but then Yes.
0: Of course. I I wouldn't dare send you in unprepared. Of course we will have
3: little more intel this time.
0: Well we had anticipated some sort of action, but not a full out attack on the tower. Like I said, they have never been that well prepared or have anywhere near that sort of equipment. But, of course, we're going to do... I will do everything I can to make sure you have the best outcome possible. I understand this most recent engagement very well could have led to the loss of multiple lives.
3: I um, nod my head and look down at my missing arm and say, Yes, um Battles require sacrifice, but I'll look and then I'll look back up at her and continue. But in the future, we should try to limit those. We might not get as lucky next
0: time. Absolutely, and um, you know, in in the best of circumstances, at least let those poor bastards die for whatever cause they're trying to assert rather than us, right?
3: Indeed. Sugar? Just blow them up.
1: Um, at this point, because I've been drinking this whole time, so... Uh, I guess by now, <laughs> my cheeks are probably very flushed. Um, and I'm going to, uh, just kind of, I'll, I'll look at him when he says my name, uh, and then, like, kind of subconsciously, like, grab to the, the necklace that I have and, like, kind of nod my head and go in for another drink. So, um, I'm a guy. Um, uh, you know, first off, um, this, this wine is really, really good. So thank you for that.
0: Oh, Um, absolutely. Some of it's uh, some multiple of these actually, and then he'll, she'll like start to count in like three bottles now and she'll reach for the fourth. Multiple of these are over 200 years old and she's going to pop open another one and keep listening to you as she pours another glass.
1: Oh wow. Wow. That's, you know, you want to know something It's crazy, but that's older than me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's really crazy. Um, yeah, so you know, what happened that day um cuz I I'm, I'm I'm, you know, just trying to wrap my head around it and Obviously, the three of us got caught up in in uh, an altercation. But, um, you know, there was a lot going on that day that we didn't get to see. And I'm just so curious if you were able to tell us what would happen with the crowds marching through with those mechs marching through the town. I mean, all the bodies.
0: You're asking what we did with the bodies?
1: I'm asking you what happened.
0: Well, we did. I mean, like I like I already said, it looked like the, the rat pack attacked the parade and was just trying to cause chaos and destruction um i mean obviously with the the gilded orbit convening for their for their election process uh, the one that takes place every 10 years if you're not familiar with the politics of Pollux, uh, the Gilded Orbit, is um, built of 10 representatives across Quetzal's flight. Uh, Himiko is one of them. Uh, Commander Kane is one of them. Uh, we had a lot of important people here meeting for the arrival of perhaps the most important person in Quetzal's flight, Union Administrator Charlton Han. So obviously there was a message that was trying to be sent not only to the people but to us directly um, from that man Uh, I think the gilded orbit itself was uh, more of the target
1: Yeah, no don't you think it's a little weird that somebody who has no history of being here would wanna kill innocent people I mean that seems that seems kind of weird
0: well that uh, us being normal and like-minded cognizant people I would hope would find it odd anytime a terrorist arises and wishes harm on peaceful people. Sure.
1: Nobody knows this guy. I guess my question is, why now?
0: What, no one knows the administrator?
1: No, no, no. No, I'm talking about the ones responsible. You're talking about the Rat Pack. And you mentioned before that this group is led by a person who is relatively new to the scene I mean so why attack now it just seems so weird I keep drinking
0: well I I figure if they were trying to make a statement and maximize uh, the socioeconomic or political damage then they would attack at the convening of the you know, 11 most important people in Quetzal's flight. I mean, all common sense points towards political terrorists. So, why
2: steal a container?
0: Well, that particular container has some very rare and expensive material. It uh, used to build some highly classified items. How they were able to figure out that it was on the forward meteor still a mystery to me. What I'm actively working on. I had those packages assembled from from nearly 80 different solar systems and collected at Earth and sent this way. So I mean, obviously, we couldn't send a security fleet with the forward meteor. That would be entirely conspicuous. But they should not have known it was on there. But that brings me to my original point. I need that cargo back.
2: Why don't you just buy more? Obviously, it's not worth much. Or otherwise, you would have sent a security fleet if it was that important.
0: And she'll kind of sigh and and set her glass down, pop off a couple of rings, two of her bracelets, one of her earrings, and just set it on the table. The material here is collected from 17 of the closest solar systems. Now, KGI being the economic powerhouse that it is, it still is insanely expensive to source this material. And I use it in Many of my classified, patented inventions, and then it'll slowly like dissolve all of all of the the jewelry that she set there, and uh, reform itself into a miniature statue of script, like in a heroic position on top of a rock with a rapier. Um, I, I've managed to produce an advanced line of Nano drones, and they're they're quite useful. But at the scale that I have now, useful only to me. Uh, the hope is one day I'm, I'll be able to not necessarily mass manufacture these things, but manufacture them at a larger scale. It's just frankly the material is so hard to come by, and she'll just kind of play with it, refigure it a couple of times into. Um, and, and to the guests around her table.
2: As interesting as that technology is, you could just send your KSS guys out to go retrieve it. You know as much about that guy that we do. Why do you need me and her and him? Why us?
0: To go collect the cargo? Right. Well, frankly, you're the most talented lancers that have passed through Quetzal's flight in quite some time. Uh, You're quite literally the only ones competent enough to do this with any amount of discretion. Um, I mean, KSS primarily protects Pollux, not Quetzal's flight. We've contracted their security force to protect our important sections of wards throughout Punto Querida and to select other cities on the planet, but I, I mean, their numbers are limited and we need them where they are now I'd more like, than ever.
2: I'd like to reach across and grab the bottle that she'd opened that took only a third from and start to pour some in my glass and the rest in Dolores' glass. Let's say you, Dolores. What do you need? Apparently, we're the only three competent people on this planet. What would you like? KGI's okay, Most
0: competent. Most competent.
1: Listen, I. <laughs> well, I'd like to not be dead for one, considering that I almost was a couple weeks ago.
2: That's a good idea. Let's restore some of our personality to the world. What else? Maybe a big new mech?
1: Um, yeah. And I, I'm real sorry about that, Miss Scott. There was nothing I could do, but, um... A new mech sounds nice.
0: Oh, well, of course. I've actually already taken the liberty. liberty of certifying you as level 3 lancers, it, you have access to all that Pollux has to offer.
2: What about what Pollux doesn't have to offer?
0: You're going to have to be a little more specific.
2: Uh, DM would Script know the trouble that Delora has had with her... Off world communications.
0: I think that's more of a decision for Delora and how much she would disclose to the group about that. And I don't think that's a me decision.
1: Said anything about it to anyone yet?
0: Okay. So you haven't? Part of that cut out for me.
1: Yeah, I have not. So nobody knows about that.
2: Then I would disclose on my end what I mean. I'm here my own research and it seems like KGI is unfortunately hiding a lot of the intel I need and I don't know know if it's here I don't know if I need to be here if I don't need to be here then you need to offer me something worthwhile to make me stay
0: what i could do and what i was planning uh was to make the most recent group of people you pissed off and followed to this planet uh disappear for a while you do know they're on planet now right they haven't been able to reach you because you've been in my tower
2: i've died would you say 17 times what's another
0: And she'll just like nod. Like, what's another? Now, yeah. Delora, yeah. I would be happy to at least undo part of Mister Faye's uh, brash decision. And. Um, And and, and how about you just send me a message later? I don't want to uh, air anyone's laundry too much. But uh, I think I could do some things for you.
1: You know, Miss Scott, I think what would be um, most appreciated... To be honest with you, I can be honest with you, right? I'm going to be honest with you. What would be most appreciative uh, would be if you could allow me to send messages and emails to my daddy. Because apparently, I don't have the right, uh, the right...
0: Permissions?
1: Yeah, permissions. I don't have the right permissions. So, if you could change that for me, I would very much appreciate that. Thank you kindly.
0: I absolutely have the authority to lift those permissions for you. I do need you to promise me that you are going to keep any information of a classified nature classified.
1: Miss Sky, I just want to tell my daddy that I'm alright. With all due respect, I've got other things to talk about.
0: And she will reach up and remove the pair of glasses that she's been wearing up to this point, set them on the table, and you see that there's an odd glow about them that you hadn't noticed before. Um
1: her eyeballs?
0: Her pupils specifically. Oh uh huh. They have a constant glow to them. And um you see it will flutter. Oh of course. Just uh, you know, try to keep classified things class- classified. And we'll be just fine.
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: Uh, Duncan, of course, we're going to fit you with the, the best replacement, uh, the, the best prosthetic that Pollux has to offer. Did you have anything in mind for any added abilities or functions you would like your replacement to have? Or would you like to go with something as true to your original as possible?
3: That's a good question. like um my com link to be attached to it if possible and maybe uh, some sort of pulley system got to use that in the blackbeard and I think it's fairly effective
0: Oh the blackbeard I'm glad you uh, uh, you were able to get acquainted with with that line we, we've been working on it for a couple of years i have some of my newer engineers working on that project but uh you, you did enjoy the uh the, the grappling effect was it useful uh,
3: very much so
0: and you're looking for something similar um uh to, to adapt to yourself right yes okay absolutely we'll uh we'll get together on some plans and we can absolutely make that happen for you and i'll even throw in a little bit of my personal touch on it how does that sound
3: Sounds great.
2: As long as we're putting personal touches on things. What about me?
0: I would be a lot more comfortable answering that question if I knew what you meant by personal touch.
2: Well, all I've offered was a bit of question for even little answer. And in return, I get keeping a couple of mercenaries off my tail? I mean, I can do that now. I want research. Real research. You and I. And we'll keep things classified. Then I wink at
0: Delora. She'll kind of roll her eyes. Just a little bit. Like, okay. We'll arrange for some research now uh at this time you will hear that there is a ding back in the kitchen area and she's going to excitedly put her uh her glass down and actually as she's standing up she's going to kick off her heels at this point just kind of fling them across the room she'll be like the cake is ready and then run over to the uh back to the kitchen and uh, start getting that out and ready. Um, but basically, unless you all had any other uh, questions or anything, uh, she's going to pull out some uh, fancy, like, lavender, blackberry, uh, triple-layered cake for you uh, that she's made from scratch. And uh, and Justin intends to have a pleasant rest of the evening until you all decide to turn in. Is there anything else that you all wanted to cover? No. I,
2: I thought couldn't... of... I thought about, uh, like, games to play. But, uh, you know, only one of us can really hold cards. Or one of us can't hold cards. One of us can't play Twister. <laughs> one of us can't do charades, so...
1: I mean, you could try to do charades, but... might be kind of tired.
0: Yeah, you're right. Okay. I mean, okay.
1: He only just woke up today, right? So, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I guess you all enjoy some dessert and then some other uh, conversation before heading out uh, of Azula's, uh, not, not only her apartment, but what seems to be her entire floor of the tower. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, dismissed for the evening. Uh, Not dismissed, that's like too authoritative. But, you know, you you all uh, exit and you're left to your devices for the evening. Anything else that you all were wanting to to get to before we wrap up this session? As we're leaving, I'm going to uh, kind of
3: stop. Not abruptly, but discreetly as uh, Sugar continues to walk forward, and I'm going to uh, kind of put my arm out, stopping um, Script for a second and see if he stops in response.
2: I would look up at him, and you'll see my eyes change from green back to the original color of brown.
3: I'm going to humbly lower my head in somewhat disgrace and simply say, I didn't get the chance to thank you yet, but you saved us, and you didn't even want to be there. I owe you a debt.
2: I will look up at him a little more rigidly and pull back the cuff link to the suit exposing my left arm which on the surface looks rather organic until I begin to pop out different paneling And circuitry and a cord and a couple other gadgets. Don't worry, man. It happens. Look, we're more the same. Yours probably will cost a little bit more than this one, but I know how to use mine. And I like let the cord go and pull it back and let the cord go and pull it back.
3: (laughs) I'll let out a slight chuckle and say, appreciate it. And then continue on in my room.
2: DM, I I would like to, if at all possible, while he continues walking, I I imagine he would still have some difficulty uh, with his new uh, loss of limb and, and understanding, feeling on that side, um, probably walks a little different. I, I'd like to slide a hand, a note into Duncan's pocket, a physical note, not a, not like a message or anything.
0: Okay, uh, so we can either just do that narratively and allow it to happen if uh, Duncan consents to that narrative thing happening or we can do a contested you know like stealth
3: i think he can do it he's fairly stealthy and i'm i let my i I got close to him and let my guard down so i'm good with it i tend to i tend to take things from people's
2: pockets I, i don't tend to leave them but in this case i do leave it now
0: right so like typically when it comes to like inter player you know like potential thievery and you know <laughs> malfeasance that kind of stuff uh i'll ask first uh if we just want to allow it to happen narratively uh, but you know if everybody's okay with it then it just happens yep, Sounds good. okay well um was there anything else that delora was wanting um before she also heads off to bed
1: No, nope, she's gonna just uh, stagger back to her room and peel off the pantsuit, um, put on whatever, like nightshirt, and um, keep the necklace on, and probably have a really, really good night's sleep.
0: Yeah, and uh, as you're getting ready for for sleep, getting into your your comfy GMEs and clutching your, uh, your keepsake. Um, and D- Delora doesn't notice this, but just for the audience, uh, as you're setting your Omnipad, uh, back on the bedside table to charge for the night, just before the device goes to sleep, you see that, uh, at least one message comes through, um, and, and it, you know, from the message preview, it just states... Hey, kiddo. Good to hear from you. And that's where we're going to end this episode.